All right, now I have the great pleasure of reading part of the Christmas story to you. And I'm going to be reading to you from the book of Matthew, chapter 1. You can follow along on the screen. You can grab a pew Bible, whatever you would like. Um, before I do that, I'd love to pray, and then I'll read God's word to us this morning. I mean, this evening. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this time that we have together. Lord, this Christmas time, what a blessing it is to come together to sing these songs, to pray these prayers in declaration of you, the saving one for the whole world. May your presence speak to us about hope, joy, peace, and love. And may it mark and shape us into new people, the kind of people that can carry these promises forward into the world to make it a better place. In your precious and holy name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse 16, says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, as is the habit in my neighborhood, there was a parade that went right through our front yard. And it always surprises me every year, and I'm not expecting it. Who's really expecting a parade during Advent, right? But then there it is. There's the people, and there's a big truck. And on the truck is a gal dressed as the Virgin Mary. And it's a big parade that goes all the way by to St. James, the Catholic Church. And it's an exciting time. It's an intriguing time. We go out, me and my kids, and we look at it. It's like breaks right in the middle of uh, coming home from work. There's a parade on our street. And every year my kids ask, what's really going on at this parade? What's up with this parade that's coming down our street? And this past year, as the parade went by, my son, after I explained to him this was a parade for the Virgin Mary, turned to me and just said, how come Joseph doesn't get a parade? <laughs> and anybody who's been witness to a childbirth knows why Joseph doesn't get a parade. <laughs> Correct? 
Any wife who's ever listened to their husband talk about how hard it was to be at their child's birth uh, knows why Joseph doesn't get a parade. And the eyes continue to roll, right? Um, And really, we chose this story because it's a story that has one word in it that I just want to unpack with you for a little while in the time I have with you. This word, Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does it mean that God is with us? To help me to illustrate a point, I want to tell you another story that I learned from my niece who's in fourth grade. And she told me about the hard knocks that are taking place in the playground of fourth grade. She told me about this kid named Mike Kaczynski, okay, who was getting picked on and called a crybaby on the playground. And he was called it time and time again. He was experiencing a lot of bullying. And he wasn't liking school and he didn't want to go to school. Until one day, he had an epiphany. And then he really wanted to go to school. And he waited. And he waited. And his time came. And a bully came up to him on the playground again in front of everybody and called him a crybaby. But this time he was ready, and he took out a card. It was an Uno reverse card. (laughs) And he pointed it right at the bully, and the bully ran away, (laughs) crying. And this was done in front of all the other kids at school. And so guess what happened? Mike Kaczynski wasn't the only one being bullied at school. He started an Uno reversal revolution. (laughs) And all the other kids brought Uno cards to school and they were reversing each other over and over. Anybody need a Uno reverse card today? Okay, good. Well, we just read, right, that uh, we heard it in two different versions. Read, not by me, but by Chloe dressed as Mary, and also in our Advent reading, that when Mary understood what Emmanuel meant, it meant a great reversal. It meant that things were going to change, that the things and the way that things were happening in the world was about to get a great reversal. Those who are proud, they will be come all kinds of confused but those who are humble are going to be lifted up and so Emmanuel means this great reversal we just sang about it what our hearts cry that all those who are oppressed and hurt and in need of healing that because of Messiah Jesus, who's come into the world, this saving one, Emmanuel, that they have what they need most in the world. Help me to illustrate this point. Another story. This one's about my daughter, Glory. She started kindergarten this year, and in her second week, she broke her arm. Actually, she broke her elbow in two places. 
not the most fun way to start kindergarten, right? And of course, as her parents, we were nervous about her and worried about, you know, how that would change things for her in kindergarten. All until one day when she had a visit, when she went to the orthopedist to get her cast. That's the lady doctor who fixes broken bones in Glory's case. And as she was sitting in the lobby, she discovered something. She saw other kids with broken bones. And she saw kids with worse broken bones. She saw kids with two broken bones. She saw a brother and a sister combo that had somehow both broken their bones. And it was easy to make friends with those kids who had broken bones, right? Because they all had their story to tell about their broken bones. And so she left the orthopedist and she said, that was awesome. (laughs) And she was proud to have her cast on her arm to go into kindergarten. You see, this great reversal, this Emmanuel, God with us, what we're reversing here is this sense that we need to have it all together. That somehow that we have to perfect ourselves in order to connect with God. But Jesus coming into the world tells a totally different story. It's a story that says God has seen the misery of his people passed down from generation to generation, a hurting people, and wants to join in this human community to experience it, to get down at the human level and to show that God can be with us, that he can participate in the community of broken bones. If you're just finding out about St. Andrew's and just joining us for the first time, we don't promise perfection, do we? But what we can tell testimonies of is that we are a community of broken bones, that we can come together when things aren't going well or for whoever things aren't going well for, and we can say, I'm here with you. And when we discover somebody in distress or in need of rescue, we can say, it may get worse from here, but I'm with you. And we can say that because we have been given the gift of Jesus Christ, who has told us this great promise, I am with you. No matter where life seasons take you, no matter where they find you this evening, the great promise, the great promise of a, Christ, a Christmas community is that God is with you today. And that's what we do for one another. If it's still not quite connecting with you, let me recommend one last thing in my time with you. It's another story, one of my favorite stories in the Christmas time. It's about an old man named Simeon. Simeon waited and waited. No one knew how to wait like Simeon because God told him he was not going to die until he saw the Savior of the world. And so he waited and he waited and he got really old, waiting, waiting for the consolation of his people, the scripture says, until one day, little baby Jesus 
was brought to Simeon. And you know what Simeon did? He scooped baby Jesus up in his arms. Just imagine this old man, probably with a long white beard, in his very last days on earth. And this young, fresh out of the oven, baby Jesus. In Australia, they call it a freshie, right? This generational picture of someone in their final days and this newborn baby, Savior, Messiah. And Simeon knows that he has seen the Savior of the world. And the scripture says that he knows because it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes when it comes to the biggest things, we still want to objectify. You know, sometimes we want to think of God as someone that could be like a science experiment that we can make into an object and dissect and figure out. But really how God speaks to us is in our hearts. The prophet Jeremiah a very long time ago said, if you meaning the voice of God speaking to all people, that if you would search for me with all of your heart, then the promise is that you will find me. And that's what Simeon discovered, is that all his days of searching for the Messiah, with his heart, with his heart's longing and desire, that he discovered exactly what he was looking for. So for the next few moments we have together, my prayer for you is that we can be fully present in awe and in wonder of this great gift, Jesus, who has caused the great reversal and can change your life if you would search for him with all of your heart today. So let us sing, let us light candles, And let us celebrate this great Jesus that we've been given. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we're thankful that you can change everything for us. We're thankful that you have touched the heart of so many in this place. And we ask this Christmas that you would reveal yourself again in our hearts or maybe for the first time that we would come to know that you made us, that you understand what is on our hearts, you understand what's heavy in our lives, and you have experienced it all so that you can take it from us and in its place give us hope, peace, joy, and love. And we thank you for that great promise We pray that in these moments as we celebrate you, that it would bring glory to your name. Your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.